0: episode 73 could it be
1: join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between the games we play with brian and chris and welcome back to the games we play a podcast about board games tabletops rpgs miniatures but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play. And with me this week is my lovely wife, Emily. I'm Emily. And thanks, Emily, for joining us. This is episode 73, could it be, of The Games We Play. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you listening. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for tuning in. We are right now kind of during... Covid lockdown quarantine, so everything's kind of a little different with our episodes. Typically, we do more short segments and uh, kind of keep it a little succinct. We do game reviews, other things like that. But right now, we're just kind of keeping it breezy. We're talking about the games we played, roll credits, and that's about it. So, Emily, thanks for coming back. It's been a couple weeks. Thanks for having me you? Yeah. good to be back well emily let's go ahead and start this out let's talk about our game goals real quick i know that maybe something might exciting happen
0: i've made my game goal for the year which, my goal was 200, and I am now at 203 games played.
1: Very nice. So that's
0: super exciting. Still have three months to go.
1: Hit your, hit your goal? That's cool. Yeah. I didn't
0: have a unique game goal, but I have played 91 unique games, so I could make that my new goal that's pretty would good. be 100 unique games for the year. Yeah, I'd probably get it. So, I'll just lay that out there. Nice. But I'm super excited that I made my goal.
1: Now, I, I don't have my phone here with BG stats, but I think I'm up to like 242, 243. So, I'm within I think 7 games of getting my game goal of 250 for the year. So, I didn't know when we set these at the beginning of the year to try to you know, try to get create some motivation, also create some accountability. I really didn't think I thought 250 was a fairly aggressive goal for playing games, but Yeah, I thought I that mean,
0: 200 was going to be a challenge.
1: Little did we know, <laughs>
0: Could it be a pandemic?
1: Oh, true. A pandemic? <laughs> a the pandemic board games.
0: could hit? <laughs>
1: oh, sorry, you guys probably don't know this joke. Emily and I have been really obsessed with this TV show. And I really have been really obsessed with it. And I kind of like sucked Emily into it. Oh, man. It's called The Curse of Oak Island. So it's this... It's this TV reality show docu-series, I guess, on the History Channel, and it's about these brothers and, and their team and their partners, where they're trying to find this treasure and the mysteries on this this island called Oak Island. It's up in Nova Scotia, Canada, um, off the east uh, eastern seaboard. It's actually just a little northeast of Maine so it's actually not even that very far from the United States but this it's a docu-series kind of and it follows their progress of, of the, all the stuff they do in the spring and the summer and then obviously stuff has to shut down because it's Canada and winter is kind of harsh um, they're like drilling and doing all this and there's all these like legends and throughout the last 100 or 200 years there's been tons of people that have gone to the island to try to search for treasure that might be buried and there's all this stuff behind it. It's actually kind of really interesting interesting um i really <laughs> i really enjoy it and this yeah. latest season has been really really good because it fi- it's it's like finally wrapping up some not wrapping up but it's finally
0: ramping up
1: they're finally f- Finding tangible proof that stuff actually yes. happened. Because up to this point, it's been all like mysterious and theories and stuff like that. But this latest season, there's actual tangible evidence with scientific proof. like Down to 99.9999% ac- um, accuracy or confidence that it happened in a certain year time frame. So it's been really fun to listen. But the only thing about it is these are, what, 45-minute episodes, I would say? Yeah. And they kind of stretch them out a little bit where they'll like show the main people and they'll like be digging in the dirt or something. And <laughs> somebody's like with the metal detector finds them. He's like, oh, it looks like a metal spike. A Bobby or something. Dazzler. And then the. <laughs> And then the announcer, will, the narrator, will come up and be like a metal spike from the Spanish Sea. Could it be? And then, that's the joke. It's just it's always it's like, constant. could it be? And Constantly. So could the, it be? That's the joke here. So and it'll it will even be it'll even be that they're expert and they're, and they'll be uh, scanning it and they'll they'll say, oh well, well, that has a high amount of phosphorus in it, which is kind of weird, but that would appear prior to 1850 with their metal making and blacksmithing that originated
0: regions of europe
1: yeah it it would probably be spanish background the announcer would come on over the video be like a metal spike with phosphorus from the spanish could it be a link to the templars of 1770 and it goes on it's the it's very really funny it, it's just funny they just repeat the same thing over and over it's it's kind of uh but you get past that it's a, it's an actually fairly good show you learn kind of it some, could
0: totally be a board game somebody needs to make a board game of the curse of oak island
1: <laughs> i don't that would be not very interesting it would be a what? game that just goes on for years <laughs> there's no resolve and then you have to take giant breaks to find out you know between if you found stuff um but anyway, so that's well, the. Well, you c- could
0: just make up the ending.
1: <laughs> that's the could it be? What you think? This, I'll try to. This I'll try to clip in island. maybe a voice from the could it be. Maybe I'll make a montage of the could it bees because it's oh. really funny. But so there's nothing in North America that compares to that. Yeah, North American wise. Not from North America. Could it be their
0: specific uh, mark? A carved triangle, possibly made by Freemasons.
1: Okay. Oh, um, well that's enough of our gaming calls. We're really off topic, sorry. Uh, but that's what Emily and I've been doing a lot of us we've been binging uh, Curse of Oak Island cuz if you have a if you do have a cable subscription or even if you have like Hulu, you pay for Hulu that has access to the backlog of History Channel, they have all the seasons of Curse of Oak Island. So just throwing out there, really enjoy it. Kind of nerdy but really good anyway it sucks you in it really does you just like okay just one more episode because they'll do at the end they're like on the next episode and then it'll show like the best parts of the clip they like oh my word can you believe it And then it's like okay and then you watch and you're like oh okay no uh, yeah. i mean it's exciting it's cool but it's good stuff all right let's move on let's actually talk about board games here <laughs> uh before we move on here just i have something i want to play here real quick It might got a little kickback on this, but here, listen, I think you'll enjoy it. Hello, it's Monopoly, candidate for your next game night. I am a game with a board, plastic components, and paper money, but don't let that fool you. I am so well known that everyone knows my rules correctly and requires no explanation whatsoever. I come in fancy versions and crossovers with your favorite IP so that I will look new and fresh from my prior versions. I can promise you that at the end of your night, there will be shouts of emotion from players as the game ends in the 11th hour. I ask for you to vote for me on Game Night 2020. Okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, Monopoly, uh, I guess, advertising. Yeah, I'm a big
0: sponsor. All right.
1: Well, I'll take the money, that's for sure. All right, Emily, (laughs) uh, let's go ahead and move on from that interesting uh, paid political ad. But uh, Emily... Go ahead and talk about the first game that we played on tonight.
0: So, like Brian said, last week we did have our friends come to visit. We ended up pulling out Wingspan. They they knew the base game Wingspan, so we introduced them to the Wingspansion, the Wingspan expansion. If you've never played Wingspan before, it is a engine-building type game where you're building, quote-unquote, birds. And so you build birds, and they have the abilities as if they were the actual bird in real life. So, Big birds can eat small birds. They build nests in the right environments. They lay eggs. And through all of this, you get victory points. And at the end, whoever has the most victory points wins. Um,
1: Highly simplified.
0: There you go. There's the bullet points Because I've the never game. heard of
1: birds being able to draw cards. But no. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: kidding. Because like, you say you only do bird activity.
0: Well, when you play this game, you wear it's your a bird, bird It's
1: a bird-themed engine-building card game, There you go. Whatever. I mean, Anyway. Um, wildly popular.
0: It is, and it's beautiful on the table. It used to be my favorite game, but it's really fallen down a few notches. Because it's not a great game. Because of what happened during this game.
1: Well, I mean, you can't judge it on one playthrough, but it does. leave really I've played ha- it
0: multiple times. It definitely
1: has a lot of weaknesses. I think a lot of people try to overlook. I don't know. It, this is. A, I'm not saying it's a really bad game. It's just right. not a really good game. It
0: used to be my favorite. Now it's not. Because I've played it multiple times and seen some of the flaws, and also I've played some other games that I like better. But anyway,
1: so this is a great, this is a great endorsement. So uh, but no, it, okay, anyway, but so I we, st-
0: it's still in, it's still one of my top games. I still really like it. It's just not my fa- absolute favorite.
1: So the European expansion just adds a bunch of new cards. That's essentially a bunch it. of new birds. Yeah, that's. It doesn't really change anything else, does it? Nothing I can think of. New goals, maybe. Purple that eggs, eggs. That's about it. Adds purple eggs. And purple eggs that do absolutely nothing that, different. But
0: yeah, no difference there. Anyway, what happened with your game, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> well.
1: Um, look, look. It was ridiculous. Um, I, I stumbled upon this fun little engine that I built. Oh uh, and fun for me, not fun for anybody else at the table. Him
0: and his engine building.
1: Well, there was a card that was introduced um, in the <laughs> expansion, um, essentially uh, part of the game is there's three territories or three what train types the water the, what air environments yes. environments if you will and one of them and they're all tied to one of the actions one this environment that i exploited was the draw card so on each turn you basically get to place a cube down as an action and the action i that is the bottom one the water is draw cards so you can draw a number of cards from the supply and it goes your hands there's no hand limit in this game well whenever you take one of those actions it activates all the bird cards that you put in that environment and this is kind of where the engine building comes on because some of these cards have the bird cards have some unique abilities which is kind of they're pretty cool that's what's kind of builds your engine right that allows you to do a lot more stuff get a lot more resources more cards more eggs what have you so by the end of the game you're way more efficient with your actions opposed to at the very beginning of the game it takes a while to get going so what i exploited was this was i put a bunch of cards on the draw card that if you you can one of the actions is tucking cards so you can tuck a card from your hand underneath that bird on your board and and then you get to draw one. So you're not really losing a card, per se. And at the end of the game, those tuck cards under those birds are worth a point, victory point per card. Well, I filled it out with, what was it, four or five of those bird four cards, bird cards that had just a single tuck? And then the fifth card from the European expansion... <laughs> When you took the action, it allowed you to tuck as many bird cards as there were birds in that environment. Well, there happened to be five. So I would tuck a card under all five cards in that environment. And then I would go and activate the, because you always activate right to left. So I'd activate that card, put them under all the birds. The next one would be like, tuck a card, draw a card, tuck a draw. A card. So I basically was what putting not I think I figured it out nine cards per every time I drew cards so not only would I take the action to draw cards to put in my hand then I'd put the cards under the birds and then put cards and then draw cards and that's all I did for what two seasons or two rounds I don't know you know there's three rounds total right four. yeah i think it four was
0: rounds. the last uh, anyway the last no, was, two rounds that's all i rounds. did with
1: all my actions was just draw <laughs> cards and then tuck cards at the end it of the was game ridiculous. i had tucked 61 cards it was insane one card so i got 61 points from just there i didn't even put any birds really in the other environments because i didn't need to all i did was take the draw it wasn't it was necessarily broken. like fun for me per se it was kind of dumb but I mean, you're getting nine victory points a turn. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, most of the birds are only worth three to four victory points to play, and you have to get a bunch of resources to do it. Right. This just made the most sense, and I think I just slaughtered you guys.
0: Oh, for sure. It wasn't. It like got to the point where it wasn't even fun at all. We all but just wanted to Sarah be done. got
1: like super grumpy about it. Uh, she was one of our friends that well, was playing. Like, oh, well, this
0: was the last game that we were playing together.
1: And I, I stumbled upon it. I didn't even know about this combination. Anyway, so that was the fun I had of uh playing. Yes, <laughs> Brian had fun expansion. men and
0: the rest of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh all time high score. It, it was it was kind of broken. Does I,
0: it make you not want to play it again? Well,
1: I mean, I don't really like playing that game right. anyway, because my problem with it is unless you're playing full player count, it's it's not great because it's hard to get through the deck. Yeah. That's my problem we with did the game.
0: get We did get to see a lot of cards, though, because you we were drawing so many.
1: Between Andrew and I, yeah, we yeah. were drawing through the deck because he had we stuff almost, with the eggs where he was discarding. We almost got through the whole deck.
0: We did, which I've never seen happen before. But when we
1: play a two-player game... We only get through oh, yeah. not like even nothing. a sixth or seventh of the deck, mm-hmm. and the problem with that is, is and then it comes out with luck of who happens just to be able to grab a card that happens to work with whatever right. engine they might have gone with. Yeah, That's the problem with that game is seeing the cards, because there's only three cards face up, and then you can draw one, kind of like tick to ride right if you think you can draw one of them. I feel
0: like that's a good, it's a double-edged sword there because it's nice because it has so many different cards especially with the expansion yeah but then it's also hard because you don't see all the cards but it
1: also can add broken combinations right. too. apparently
0: yes apparently. Uh, at least i
1: would consider a broken combination because there's absolutely in this game there's nothing there's no real player interaction right you just there's your literally nothing you guys could do to stop me right you couldn't even prevented it if you tried I happened to top deck the card that really sealed it for me. So, I mean, there was literally nothing you guys could have done to stop. And me.
0: it was just total luck. Yeah, that you got that card.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. But it was hey, it was a pretty game doing it. I guess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I still like the game. No matter. Yeah, what I mean, I-
1: Wingspan's a really highly touted game. I just I, there's some problems with it, just with the card drawing and not seeing the cards, and maybe some broken uh, combinations with the expansion. And I mean, you have goal cards that you can draw. But the goal cards are really not significant enough that if you try to go after the gold cards, they're really not worth it. They so don't the,
0: give you very many points. To win the
1: game, you really just need to go after the round bonuses, and that's it. And you win the game almost every time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, it looks like there's uh, options and depth there and replayability, but sometimes it kind of burns itself out. I'm not saying it's a bad game, right? It's a decent game, but it's not a, as great of a game as everybody's making it out to be. Right. Just my two cents. I mean, you can agree to disagree, but I know some people that absolutely adore this game, but eh, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I still really like it.
1: Except for my ridiculous combination.
0: Except I don't want to play with you again. (laughs) I'm just joking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Anytime I played, I was just going to say, anytime I played with Andrew playing that game, his goal is always to get more eggs. Like, he always just tries to lay as many eggs as he yeah, possibly can. Yeah, I mean, can. he felt
1: as bored. Kudos that to him. His, but he yeah. couldn't compete with my card drawing. Right, yeah. My 61 yeah. cards. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was Wingspan Expansion. That's what we played. One of the games that we played. All right. Well, we let's we have another break. For, it looks like we have another game here that's trying to get for your game vote twenty twenty apparently. So let's go ahead and uh, run this clip here real quick before we move on to the next game.
0: Hello, I'm Risk, superior candidate for game night twenty twenty. I have spent my whole life being the best game I could be. I provide more fun and strategy than my opponent could ever offer. I haven't experienced a life of luxury and boardwalk and park place with my high-rise hotels, but I have lived a life fighting battles and conquering the world. Don't be fooled by fancy versions and upgraded components, but consider me a true strategy game for Game Night 2020.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I didn't expect that from Risk, but hey, what are you going to do? All right. Well, another game that we just pulled out with some from different friends, actually, was Hinabi. We were... Yeah, we're just playing some lighter games, just trying to fill some time and just enjoy, you know, talking and doing something a little lighter. And I know Emily hadn't played Hinabi before. This was your first time playing it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I thought you know, it's kind of an interesting twist on a co-op game. So let me let me talk about this a little bit. So it's it's definitely a lighter game. I would say it's a really could be a really good family game. It's a cooperative card game where you're collectively trying to build fireworks essentially and the game either ends when you run out of cards on the deck or you, you build all your fireworks or you run out of lives how the game kind of plays out and what's kind of unique is that your hand of cards are not visible to yourself so you're actually holding the cards away from you so everybody else at the table can see what cards you're holding and you can see everybody else's cards but they can't see their own which is kind of unique and it's really simple gameplay because on your turn you have three options to do you can give a hint to one of your other teammates and to give a hint you have to spend one of the tokens you only have a limited number of tokens and you basically can go and give a hint of this is how many cards you have of red or whatever the color suit is and then you get to point to their cards so they know which ones or you can say how many of ones or twos or threes or fours or fives because those are the numbers and you get to point to those in their hand that's it that's the only hint you can't give a both you can only say like a color or say how many of a number there are And then that's your turn. Uh, Another thing you can do on your turn is you can discard one of your cards. So you pick one of your cards from your hand, you discard it, it goes to your discard pile, and then you get one of those guests or clue tokens back for the rest of everybody else to use. Or the third thing you can do is play a card from your hand. So the goal here is you're trying to play out in the middle of the table, it's kind of a communal, is you're trying to number the fireworks which there's five colors yellow white blue green red and red and they're numbered one through five so you have to play it in sequential order so you have to play one then two and so on so forth up to five there's multiple copies of each number except for five there's only one copy of each in the deck and they have to be played in order and so that's one of your options is to play one of the cards and if if it's not a correct or you can't place it anywhere, i.e. you can't play it sequentially somewhere on on one of the decks, then it gets to a discard pile and you actually lose a life. I think there's only four lives. And that's basically the game. The game just goes around until you hit end game condition and then you... You score up what you guys played. You count up how many cards you played out of the fire fireworks, and that's your score. And there's kind of a grading system based on the score, and that's it. I mean, it's that basic. Sure, there might not be tons of replayability, but it's definitely a, a light, easy family game, cooperative game to pull out with friends and family. That's a little different than most other games, and it's. There there is actually a surprising amount of strategy you can do because you can communicate at the table, but you can't necessarily communicate specific things to each other. But there is some strategy on what you communicate via clues and other things to your 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 teammates. And uh it's kind of interesting. Um I, I kind of enjoy it. I mean it's not my favorite game in the world, but it's definitely something I'd pick out and pull out from time to time. What do you think of this game, Emily?
0: I thought it was really fun. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It and it's Pretty simple in theory, yeah. But I really like how interactive it is that we're all trying to help each other out. But at the same time, we we can't use too many of the tokens because then we ran out of to- tokens. And then
1: you're like, well, I have to just blindly pick one to either discard or play. It's it's tough.
0: I liked it because when you have friends over to play games, I always like to chat with them and interact with them. And I don't like playing games with friends that is basically just. Playing your own game and not interacting with each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So very interactive, very cooperative type of game. Um, probably not tons of replayability, but still an interesting twist. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not your common type of cooperative game. That's why I really like about it. It's it's unique enough that you can have it in your library. With another cooperative game, and it's not going to feel quite the same as another cooperative game.
0: Right, and it's nice to pull out with any type of gamer.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I definitely
0: agree. Especially new people to the hobby.
1: Yeah, and it's a great family game. I, mm-hmm. That's what I think. It's just a yeah. great family game. I think it plays up to five players, I believe. Just a little interesting card game that we've... I think it was Gathering uh, Dust on our Shelf, and Emily had it played it, Well, yeah, so. I've
0: never played it, yeah. and you've had it for... A few years now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's true. We
1: actually did fairly well the first time that we played it, actually. But uh, anyway, that was Hanabi. H-A-N-A-B-I, I I believe. It always makes me
0: think of that Friends episode where he's like, Unagi. It it knew it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. You know the one.
1: A firework card game? Could it be?
0: (laughs) Could it be? Unagi.
1: (laughs) That's Hanabi.
0: (laughs) Hanabi.
1: Alright, cool uh, Well, oh boy, it looks like we got another Time for okay. another sponsor Yeah, let's go ahead and roll this here and just get this over with Risk wants you to think that it's modern with legacy But don't be fooled Risk wants you to destroy your expensive components and throw it in the trash Risk wants you to play with the same people for 200 gameplays in a row Risk will cost you money and time do you even want to risk it? This ad is paid for by reading railroad with funds from Free Park. Oh my whoa okay well that's that's, that's escalating a little bit but <laughs> yeah. uh, hey I'll take the money. <laughs> All right let's uh, move on to the next game Emily what's the next game we played
0: Well we also played another game that was kind of mind reading called the Mind.
1: I see what you did there <laughs> yep. A card game about mind reading Could it be? Could it be the mind? The mind? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we maybe have talked about this on the podcast, but not really in It was the length. first time that I had played it. I know. I, I get it. I did that for you, babes. Thanks. The, the, thanks on thanks on.
0: for helping me get those I know. Games I think
1: that, in. I think, it, yeah, <laughs> it is what I, well, I tried to do. Well, you're also
0: helping it. yourself, too, so.
1: Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> for whoever's listening, if they don't know about the mind, uh, how would you explain this game? Because this is a little unique of a game.
0: Okay. So, there's a deck that goes from one to... 100, right? Yep. And we all get passed out one card in the beginning. And then without saying anything to anyone, the person that thinks they have the lowest card has to lay it down. And then we have to all go in order and lay our cards down in order without saying a single word to each other. Yep. And that's the game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, it progresses. It gets harder. Every level, you get more cards. So level two, you get two cards. And level three, you get four. Three cards each. I mean, so on and so forth. And it's mixed up every round. So it's, you, you get whatever card. There's no holdover from last round.
0: Going into it, I thought this game was going to be pretty hard. And it was kind of difficult in the beginning, but it got a little bit easier. Surprisingly, somehow you just kind of start syncing up with one another. Kind of.
1: I mean, that's why it's called the mind, I suppose. Yeah, you
0: become one mind. Uh,
1: the, and that's about it. I mean there's there's some other mechanics where if you somebody plays it out of order, you lose lives. There's also a throwing star that you could vote to use where everybody then discards their lowest card from their hands, which then helps a little bit with strategy and trying to narrow down where everybody's it where everybody's at in case you know, there's there's a a lull in play, but there's really no talking. No, there's there's not supposed to be any communication. And gestures, yeah, nothing. S-
0: signals.
1: It's just it's different. I would say it is different. Um, what do you think of it playing it? I
0: thought it was fun. I liked Hanabi better
1: for like a cooperative. Yeah, card game. for like a
0: cooperative secret. Okay, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I like Hanabi a little bit better because there's definitely more strategy there. Mm -hmm. And there's some more game components. I I would think it's a little more complex. And when I mean a little more complex, we're still talking like easy to easy, right? Or beginner to beginner. Right. But the mind is really, really simple. Yes. And the mind only plays four players, at least the base game. But it's definitely a unique experience. And it is fun. Now, it's not Mm -hmm. a game I could just keep pulling out over and over and over personally.
0: No. No. I, I don't know. I would, I'm kind of, it wasn't necessarily my favorite game. So I don't know if I even would really want to play it again.
1: Oh, boy. Well, I don't okay. know. Ranked I've that never pretty low. I've like that before. Yeah. But I mean, everybody raves, not everybody, a lot of people rave about this. This was a really highly touted game a couple of years ago. It was kind of the rave a little bit. Really? Was, yeah. But a lo- I mean, you had kind of people who really loved it and then everybody else who kind of thumbed their nose at it. You, you couldn't really be mediocre or lukewarm on this game. It's, it seemed like everybody either hated it or loved it for a while there. But I'm
0: not mad at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't want to burn it. Um, but it's different. It's it's, yeah. it's not really a necessarily a card game or board game experience that you would expect. It's different. Yes. But I think that's why people like it. It is different. It's not just another card game. It's not just right. another board game and it's really easy it's available but also very challenging but it's challenging mm-hmm. for unique reasons
0: and obviously it would be a different gameplay experience depending on who you're playing with. oh
1: yeah absolutely it is for sure um so yeah i mean take it or leave it but it is what it is uh check it out though it, it is a unique gameplay experience and Fairly good family game. It's a good way to keep people quiet and have to talk to them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. We should but try this one if you, for Edinburgh. your kids. Yeah, no kidding. Can't talk.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: if you like playing the quiet game with your family.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that is the mind that we played. Well, it looks like before we get on to the next game, we have yet another attack ad. Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: Monopoly is a sellout to the highest bidder, and the originator of board game flipping. Monopoly wants you to think that every new version is fresh, but it's just the same thing for the last 100 years. But it just wants you to buy 50 different versions. Don't pass go. Don't collect another Monopoly. This ad is paid for by the Blue Infantry for the freedom of game night Coalition.
1: So, the last game we're going to be talking about is Imminent Domain. Uh, this is a little, not a little, but it's a it's a deck-building game, a personal favorite of mine. But I, before I talk about the game, I'm a little excited about how I got this game. I went to Half Price Bookstore, which I go from time to time, and this happened to be sitting on the shelf. And the expansion was there, too, and the expansion was almost half off, and it was new and shrink, the expansion was. I'm like, all right, and I'll buy Eminent Domain. The Eminent Domain was probably $10 off of what it was new, and so this is used. I'm like, okay, well, that's a okay or decent value. But when I got home and opened it up, it also contained another expansion as well as two little mini expansion slash promos that were in the box, and they were, like, sealed still. So I end up getting like, what, was it $60, $70 value for $20?
0: That's amazing.
1: Pretty excited about that, yeah. actually. Um, because this is a really good game. This is a really interesting game. Um, I played this before with Corey at work. And how many deck builder games have we played? Probably a dozen or right. so. But what this does is kind of unique, actually. And what is unique is that every card, or at least most of the cards have an action skill on it and a roll action on it. So on your turn, there's really three things you do. The first thing you do is you can optionally play a card from your hand, that's an action, and then you you take the action and resolve it whatnot. And then the next thing you do, and you have to do this, is take a roll or declare a roll. And so on the middle of the table are the roll cards. And there's five of them, and they all do different things. And basically, you select a roll. And by selecting a roll, you take one of the cards from that supply and put it in front of you in your play area. So every turn, you're always getting one of these cards for your roll action. Additionally, you can try boosting that roll By playing other cards from your hand that has the same symbol. Because each one of the rolls has a unique symbol for the action, essentially. And so you can boost it. And all the cards really give you bonuses based off the number of symbols you have on your cards. And additionally, planets. Because really the goal of this game is you're exploring. This is kind of sci-fi theme. And you're going to be either settling or... I mean attacking planets and taking them over and those planets are in your play area and those are going to give you influence aka victory points as well as those have symbols they might give you bigger hand limits a lot of victory points they kind of give you other things and um, based on the number of tokens you can do a number of things based on the cards so there's stuff by go- surveying the planet cards, So you get new planets that you can put in your play area or ones attacking so you can get ships. There's little plastic ships that you can use those ships to attack plants so you can flip them over to the side to activate them. Uh, there's trading and producing where you have these little tokens that you can put on your planets and then you can trade them away to get victory points. There's what, science? So there's the, all these technology cards which either go into your deck because they're kind of more advanced versions of your cards, or they go in your play area and give you permanent, basically engine building effects that uh, that help enhance your actions. And that's basically it. You just and then your last action, I guess, is you get to discard as many cards you want and then drop to your hand limit, and that's the game. But what's also unique about it is when the other players on their turn declares a role you get to either follow or dissent so essentially you can if you follow play cards from your hand of that role they selected and you get then also do stuff on their turn now the only drawback is now you're out of cards in your hand and when you're playing like a three or four player game sometimes by the time it comes around to your your turn you don't really have any cards in your hand um but that's kind of interesting is Mm -hmm. it's a deck builder where you're actually doing stuff not on your turn, which a lot of deck builders kind of suffer from. Hey, I'm going to play and do my own thing, and then you get to watch and wait for my turn.
0: I really liked that mechanic of it. Yeah, and it, it was kind
1: of a nice... I also like with this deck building is there isn't necessarily a market, and you're trying to get as many coins or points the buy yeah. from the market and it's a first come first serve think all a clink there's six cards that come out in the yeah. market but sometimes it comes out from the deck and somebody's going to get first chance at it, and you really want that card or dominion somebody buys up that deck and it's gone or mm-hmm. i mean basically every deck builders like right. star realms whatnot yes. this game's not like that all the cards are there and those are really just the roll cards and you just get the cards by selecting it there's no buying cards in it um unless you kind of say that research does that for the technology cards but
0: but that's just one
1: aspect of the game yeah
0: one mechanic of it like yep otherwise you you always get a card i just like that you don't have to buy the cards like you were saying
1: yeah yeah absolutely so an interesting game i i really like it it's a decent deck builder it's definitely yeah. a game that it's Yes, it's yet another deck builder, but you can put it in your library and feel good about having it there and not having it sitting next to three or four other deck builders because it's unique enough to not feel like it's like any other game. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: it definitely was unlike any other game I've played.
1: Especially on deck builders. It need yes. twist. Yes. And it's fun. Um, it is engine building, and there's quite a few expansions as well that add scenarios, and add updates, cards, and mechanics, and it adds, I think, a fifth player maybe on one of them. Really decent game.
0: I definitely want to play again. I feel like my game got cut short. Thanks well, I did you. it on
1: purpose. I, cut, I, I I hit the game engine. She had something set up uh, that I was just going to get. I was going to
0: rake it in. She
1: really was. I'm like, all right, well, I just built another uh, planet, so I'm I'm out. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> and sure man. enough, I won
1: by only three points or so. Yeah. But um, really good game. Really yeah, like that. So I really liked it. It was in, a breath
0: of fresh air. For it tech was. building.
1: Definitely. It's uh, called Eminent Domain. Um, when you Google it, that's not what first comes up. It's uh, <laughs> actual eminent U.S. law stuff. But yeah, Eminent <laughs> Domain board game, you'll find it. <laughs> All right. Well, ah, we're getting another ad. All right.
0: Oh, man. All oh, these ads.
1: If you want to be eliminated and sit for hours while watching your friends' relationships burn to the ground in a short 10 hours, then risk is for you. Will you risk it? This ad is paid for by Citizens of Community Chess Action Committee of Baltic Avenue Hotels and Houses Owners of former Get Out of Jail Participants, LLC.
0: Monopoly is the f***ing worst and will destroy sibling relationships for decades. It will bankrupts your relationships. Is it worth it? This ad is paid for by the United Calvary Fund of Games Supporters Action Committee for Strategy War Board Games Unlimited for Family Fund Game Nights Pack.
1: Oh boy, well that got a little uh, that got a little oh carried boy. away. Now they're just gonna to have to pay more for future episodes. All right. Well, Emily, that wraps up this really weird episode. Uh we do thank you for listening. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we head off, Emily?
0: I don't believe so.
1: Well, that probably does it for us.
0: We do appreciate
1: you listening to the games and Play. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, feel concerns. free concerns. To- <laughs> concerns. Uh feel free to reach out to us on our social media. You'll hear that at the end of the episode. We do thank you for listening to episode 73 of Could It Be?
0: Could It Be? Of
1: The Games We Play. Uh, but until next time, I'm your host, Brian.
0: And I'm Emily.
1: And keep on gaming. Join the conversation feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod. And that's GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. Could it be?
0: Could it be another game night?
1: With not Monopoly
0: risk. Could it be another tech builder?
1: Engine building game where Brian wins?
0: Could it be Brian wins all the games uh, ever? I'm
1: surprised we didn't tie. We were on a kick there for a time.
0: Uh, that is true.